Hello everyone. Welcome to It's All Clutter with Jess. <laughs> when you pop on here, just say hello. Let me know that you are here. Hello, hello. We're definitely live now and I want to welcome everybody who's joining. Welcome to another episode of It's All Clutter where we talk about how everything is clutter. <laughs> Hi everyone. Good morning. Good morning. On today's episode of It's All Clutter, we are talking about what, like sometimes you just don't know if something is clutter or is not clutter, right? So you're going along and you're like, hmm, I don't know. Is this clutter? Is this, is this useful? Is this something I should keep? Should I toss it? Like, how do you know when something is clutter and if you should go ahead and give it the boot. Have you ever come across something and you're just like, I really don't know. I just like, you know, it's the classic keep, toss, maybe. Like the maybe pile is full of potential clutter or potentially something that's not clutter, right? So how do we work through that? How do we make that determination? What stays and what goes? Let me know in the comments if you have experience with this. And I'm going to keep on moving forward and talking to you about my perspective on this whole maybe pile and how to figure out if something is clutter. Paulette says it's clutter if it's cute. Can't use this ever. That's our acronym, right? If you look at something and say, oh, it's so cute. I don't want to let it go. <clears throat> Just remind yourself that that means can't use this ever. <laughs> I love, I, it's like one of the best acronyms. It came out of boot camp last time. Whoever came up with that, thank you. It's brilliant. So anyway, the definition of clutter in the dictionary is anything that impedes movement. So that's, I love that definition because it really can apply to movement in our physical space. So literally something on your floor that is impeding movement is clutter. In that moment, it's clutter. Uh, but it can also apply to something in your emotional space, in your financial space, in, you know, in your social space, right? So what is impeding movement in your life? That would be considered clutter. So if you have a major purchase that you're paying off and it's preventing you from saving money, from paying down your debt, that is financial clutter. Now it might be necessary in that case, or it might not be, but that's one of the things that you can ask yourself before you even purchase something, is this going to impede movement in the direction that I want to move? You might have friends in your life who are impeding movement. This is something that happens a lot. And it's really interesting to me when people declutter and they get rid of physical stuff, suddenly new opportunities open up in their life. And it's one of those phenomenons that's really, really difficult to explain but I see happens over and over and over again. So sometimes I think you're, you're moving clutter, you're getting rid of things that are impeding movement. And even if you think you're just focusing on, focusing on physical stuff, you're also focusing on emotional stuff and on social stuff. Maybe there's a person in your life who you feel is holding you back from achieving your dreams or going to the next step or making a change. Sometimes when you declutter, you start to get stronger, right? Because decluttering is really just a series of making a lot of decisions and taking a lot of small risks. 
So you start to get stronger and you start to stand up for yourself. And all of a sudden, it seems like out of nowhere, this opportunity shows up on your doorstep, but really it's because you've been slowly clearing all of the little bits of physical clutter, emotional clutter, social clutter, financial clutter, relationship clutter, right? You've been clearing it all bit by bit and making space for something new to come in. So I love that definition of clutter from the dictionary. Anything that is impeding movement in your life is clutter. So that's one way if you're doing this keep toss maybe and you're looking at the maybes, one thing you can ask yourself is, is this impeding movement in some area of my life? Is holding on to this preventing me from moving forward in any, in, in any way possible? Um, so ask that question. That's a really good guiding question. Another thing that we can start to think about and ask ourselves when we, we're looking at this maybe pile or even before something comes into our house does this have a spot where it lives in my house? Or if you're considering a purchase, will this have a home when I bring it into my house? So anything that comes into your home without any spot to live, with no designated space before it comes in, starts off as clutter. It's clutter until you make it a home, right? Until you create that space for it. So if you bring something in, and junk mail is the perfect example of this. Junk mail comes into your house and it lands in a drop zone. Drop zones are not stay zones. A drop zone is not a home. So of course, immediately, as soon as that junk mail walks through the door, it's clutter because it doesn't have a designated home. It's also not wanted. It's not needed, right? So there's other questions we can ask ourselves also, but Anything that comes into your house without having a space designated for it already is clutter until you create a home for it. Uh, and if you can't create a home for it, it's going to stay as clutter indefinitely because it's got no place to live. Um, other things that we can ask ourselves either before we make a purchase or if we're going through that maybe pile, do I want this? It's a simple question. Do I want to keep this? You know, there's that whole, does it spark joy? Forget about joy. Do you even want it? I mean, let's just go. <laughs> do you want it? The next question can be, does it spark joy? But let's start with, do you actually want to own this anymore, right? If you don't want something, then it's clutter. Anything, because it's impeding move, movement in your life, right? We go back to that definition of it from the dictionary. Clutter is anything that impedes, impedes movement. If you have a thing in your life that you don't even want, it's making you have a negative feedback loop. Every time you see it, you feel bad, you don't really like it, you have a negative reaction, a negative emotion associated to it. So the end result is that you know, every time you see it, it's just it's negative. That's a negative that creates a negative feedback loop. You might see it, you might not even realize it, but the next interaction you have with somebody is not as pleasant as it could have been because you just had this negative trigger from this thing that you don't even want in your life. So ask yourself, do I even want this? Do I want this in my life? Do I want to take care of this? Is this something I want to devote my time to? Do I want to dust this? Do I want to <laughs> pick this up off the floor? Do I want to clean this? Do I want to maintain this? Um, you know, I actually, I was just getting my car service this morning right before this podcast. And 
you know, getting your car serviced is part of owning a car. You have to actually want to maintain a car in order to own a car and not have, a, you know, the, all those negative, like you, you have to understand that that's part of car ownership, right? That you're going to have to spend money on it. You're going to have to maintain it. And that's the trade-off. Is it worth having a car if you're going to have to spend money and time? For me, yes, totally worth it. If I lived in a city with great public transportation, eh, I don't know, it might not be worth it. Um, so, the, you know, these are just things that you have to think about and think through before you bring something in or as you're looking at that maybe pile. So you ask yourself, do I want this? If you want it, do you like it? Does it bring you joy? Does it spark joy? There you can ask the magic question. Does it spark joy? Maybe, maybe not. Um, does it have a home? If you're looking at your maybe pile and you're thinking, is this clutter? Is this not clutter? Does the stuff in that pile, the thing that you're holding on to, thinking about, does it have a home in your house right now? Does it have a spot where it lives? Can you put it away because you know where it goes? Does it have a home? If it doesn't have a home and you can't create a home for it, it's gonna stay as clutter indefinitely. Um, is it broken? Is it useful? Does it have a use? Do you know, so does, do I want it? Do I like it? Does it have a home? Does it have a use? Can I use this? Um, you know, is it a vacuum cleaner that's broken that you're thinking about getting fixed? Well, right now it's useless, right? So until you get it fixed, it will be clutter. It'll be maybe, it'll be a negative until you actually take action to get it fixed. Are you going to take action to get it fixed? I mean, like what's the, that's like the next logical question. Are you going to take action to get it fixed this week, this month, this year? How long are you going to have a broken vacuum cleaner in your house and not take action on it to get it fixed? Because that's just going to be clutter and you're going to have this physical clutter. You're going to have a negative interaction with it. It's going to create other negative interactions in your life. Is it worth it? Is that worth it? Because that is clutter right now. It's not a broken vacuum cleaner. It's a piece of clutter until you take an action to fix it. Um, so different ways to think about and figure out is something actual, actually clutter, right? Is it impeding movement in my life? Is it not useful? Do I not even want it? We, so we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast, but Jody, I'm so happy you brought it up. In boot camp, in the last boot camp, one of the participants said, share the acronym CUTE. Can't use this ever. If you're looking at something and thinking, oh, it's so cute. I just don't want to get rid of it. Remind yourself that cute is not a parameter to keep something. Lots of things in this world are cute. Actually, this little container that underwear came in is cute. I use it as a pen holder now. But like anything like this, and I know people tend to keep boxes and containers all the time because they're possibly functional and also cute. Like I just, I love this color. It's like one of my favorite colors. So I'm like, oh, that's cute. But I know I can't use that ever unless I create a function for it. So I actually do use that to hold my pens on my desk. I thought that was a good example. Otherwise it would just be clutter in my house. So if you find yourself hanging on to something because you think it's cute, can't use this ever. So, and if you can't use something, you have to really, really like it love it and get joy from just seeing it in order for it to not be clutter in your life. The time to ask these questions moving forward is before you bring something into your house. Do I have a home for this already? 
is this going to create financial clutter in my life? Is it going to create relationship clutter? Do I have to hide this walking into my house so that somebody doesn't get upset with me? Because that's going to be clutter in my relationship. So even if I love this thing, I have a home for it, but I have to sneak it into the house, it's not, you know, it still is is creating a negative interaction. I mean, there's positives too, um, but it still could potentially clutter some aspect of your life. So that's how we think through, is this clutter? Is this clutter? I would love to go to the comments now. I see there's so many people signed on here listening in. Hello to everyone. Let me know if you have something in your life specific that you're not sure if it's clutter or not and if we just cleared this up or if you have any tips because you've gone through this already and you want to share a good tip with somebody else. Hey, Paulette and Brenda and Debbie and Mary. Hi, Noreen, Heather, Connie, Juliana, Susan. How are you guys doing? Hello, hello. <laughs> Connie says, I have a, a way too big maybe pile. So Connie, now you can apply some of these questions to your maybe pile and see if it shifts anything. Um, Keely says, I'm horribly indecisive with certain things while other things are fairly simple. That's pretty common. Um, I would, you know, Keely, <laughs> uh, just ask yourself some of these questions that we just went through. Does it have a home? Do I even like it? Do I want to keep taking care of it? Am I having a negative interaction with this or a positive interaction with this? Hi, Carol. Glad you found us. Rebecca says, junk mail goes straight into the basket, then gets shredded at the end of the week. That's awesome, Rebecca, because you've actually created a home for junk mail and an action step to get rid of the junk mail. So you've taken something that is a huge source of clutter in most homes, and you've created a system to get rid of it quickly so it doesn't become clutter in your house. I think that's brilliant. Hey, Sam. Um, Heather says, I try to sort out the junk mail in the driveway at the recycle bin. That's another really good strategy. Don't even let it come into your house, right? <laughs> Melissa has so many photos. Those can be complicated. There's no question about that. Um, let's see. Oh, Connie says, I have seven Afghans my mother crocheted. How can I get rid of any? That's really, really tricky, Connie. Um, you know, you could always... And this is going to be a personal decision, of course, but you could always take one of the afghans and hang it beautifully on the wall. So create art out of it. And that can represent all of the afghans. Um, but that's something, I mean, you know, that's definitely a later decision when you're at the beginning of your decluttering journey. Start with the easy decisions. There's a lot of emotion attached to that and a lot of, mem that's memorabilia, right? Sentimental memorabilia. Um, but there are ways to, to hang on to bits and pieces and have one thing represent the whole memory. Um, but again, we'll, we can figure that out later on <laughs> when, you know, when you're further along here. Um, so Deb says, in other words, all of my collectible knickknacks that I love are cluttered. Well, not necessarily, Deb. If you love them. So that's right. So if they have a home and you love them and you want to keep taking care of them, then they're not clutter. But if you have knickknacks that you love, but they don't really have a home, they don't fit in easily, 
uh, you don't necessarily want to take care of them, but you just feel bad letting go of them, then they could possibly be considered clutter. So the clutter is going to be a little different for everyone, but if you truly love them and you see them and they bring you lots of joy, then I would say, no, they're not clutter. Um, Amanda says, just getting started is the hardest part for me and decision on where it goes, trash, donate, sell. Yeah, Amanda, there's, I, there's a lot of other podcasts about uh, trashing, donating, and selling. Um, so you should definitely listen into those because the truth is most of the stuff that gets donated, well, at least 50% of the stuff that gets donated gets trashed. Uh, and I just reconfirmed that again today when I did a donation drop-off after I got my car serviced. Um, you know, so just things to think about. I, and if you're going to sell something, you want to definitely make it worth your time. So think about that. How much time is it realistically going to take me to sell this? And once you put a realistic amount of time on selling it, preparing it, photographing it, listing it, talking to potential buyers, meeting up with somebody, possibly having to do the whole thing over again, and say that takes an hour, are you going to make $5 or are you going to make $100? So how much is one hour of your time worth? And that can be a hard number to come up with, but, you know, don't undervalue yourself or your time. <laughs> Suzanne says, I grabbed the junk mail pile from the drop zone in the middle of the floor while you've been talking. Good job, Suzanne. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Candy says, I just typed up all these questions. I need to refer to them on all of my maybes and I don't knows. Yeah, that's, it's always good to have a list of questions while you're decluttering so you can actually refer to your list and help you make a decision then. Um, hey, Noreen, I'm working on my bedroom and clothes. I have too many clothes and I don't need to buy anything. It's gonna take me a while to work through this. That's okay. Noreen, it doesn't matter how long it takes you. If you just take consistent small steps, you are going to get there. No, you're definitely gonna get there. Hey, Lisa, return to sender on junk mail at the mailbox. So the return to sender, that does return it to the post office, but they just, we actually just learned this the other day. Um, they take it to the post office and they throw it out. It doesn't actually get you removed from any mailing list, which I mean, you know, um, that's one way to get it out of your house. That's for sure. <laughs> Carol says, I dropped eight bags of maybe things to a local donation place yesterday. They just opened to take donations. I know it's nice to have donation places open again. They've been piling up for on a chair for three months. I feel 50 pounds lighter. It's so funny how our physical clutter can actually make us feel lighter. It feels so good to let go of stuff, 100%. Um, Dana says, I have a bunch of stuff from my wedding, but I don't know what to keep and what to get rid of. Aren't there certain groups for places to sell wedding stuff? So Dana, there is... Um, I'm not sure about that. I don't know the exact answer to your question, but if you have um, like nice wedding dishes, although more antique dishes, there is replacements.com. They will buy back some, you know, of your nice dishes. In terms of, I'm not really sure what else, if it's household goods that's in good shape, then there's, you know, there's lots of places where you can sell that stuff. But do you, do you mean like decor from your wedding? I do think that there are like exchange groups or you, and you can sell that in bulk also on, even on Facebook Marketplace. But that's a tricky one for sure. Um, 
Heather says, when I was a child and wanted things, my mom used to tell me no because we had no room for it. Or if if it was left on the floor and not picked up. Now she's the opposite and I'm the opposite. When we go shopping, she sees stuff, she thinks I should buy it. And I'm like, I have no room for that. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I know the switch is hilarious. Oh, Debbie, thank you. I'm glad that this has been helpful. Brenda says, I'd love to downsize in the next 10 years. So I keep asking myself, would I really want to pack this up and have it in my next place? I mean, that's a huge, huge question. It's a great question. Do I want to move this? Do I want to move this? I think I, a question that I ask myself a lot is if I had to move really quickly, could I do it? Like, could I just pack up and go? Is Do I have, you know, enough, like a, a, a little enough stuff that I could easily make a big transition if I had to for whatever reason. Not that I anticipate that happening, but you know, it's just kind of helps me understand how much stuff I ever want to keep at any given time. Um, it's a good parameter for me. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks, Suzanne. Juliana says, I'm getting much better. Juliana, by the way, awesome job with your living room. I saw the pictures. I'm getting much better at the, if I really use something in the kitchen, I love my gadgets and Christmas and birthday gifts from my family have blessed me, but I'm getting much better at, do I really want to keep this? Juliana, it's such a good, I mean, it's really, a, it's such a good point to bring up. Like I love gadgets also, and I love kitchen gadgets, you know, <laughs> right? I mean, I dehydrated chamomile leaves the other night, last night with my daughter, because we grew chamomile in the garden, we dehydrated it, right? So now I have a dehydrator. I've always had a dehydrator, but now I have a Ninja Foodie, which also will dehydrate one tray at a time um, and do all the other stuff, right? But I, I really, when it comes to my kitchen gadgets, I what I find is, am I using this now? Is this relevant to the way that my life is working right now? One huge category of stuff in my kitchen that is really in a big maybe zone at the moment is school lunch supplies. So, you know, the kids every day, every morning we're packing lunches, packing lunches, packing lunches. Um, I have all the containers, you know, the lunch bag, the box, lunch box bags, whatever they are, little coolers. I have a lot of, of school lunch supplies in my kitchen. And then all of a sudden there was no school. Now what's going to happen next year? We still have no idea. So I've had like I keep looking, I have this whole drawer of lunchbox supplies that basically, and it's in a prominent spot in my kitchen because it was like one of those things every morning we have to pack lunches. Um, and now, you know, I don't know what's going on with, with school, with lunches. It's, I've been looking at it. It really is one of those things that I have to just kind of wait out and see what's going to happen in September. Um, I assume I'll be packing school lunches again at some point, but Maybe I should move them to a lower shelf because it's not relevant to my life right in this moment. So it's, you know, observing how things change and grow and transition and what's relevant right now is a helpful guide for me in the kitchen with my gadgets. I don't know what to do with the lunch stuff at the moment, but I do know when it's time to let go of a gadget because I either have something else that I can use now or... It's just not what I'm doing anymore. Like when the kids were babies and I was making them all sorts of like pureed food and all that stuff, you know, at some point they weren't babies anymore. And I could let go of a lot of that. 
Uh, Janet says you can sell wedding decor on Facebook. Yeah, totally. Um, Carol says, do you think it's safe to bring confidential papers like old income tax records to banks that have secure and confidential shredding bins? So Carol, I always think that you have to kind of go with your gut on this stuff. Um, personally, I think if it's at the bank, it's safe, but that's me, right? So, and I would say that I have a lower, I mean, I just kind of, I have a campfire and burn all of my confidential stuff. Um, but definitely I would ask the bank teller, find, you know, you can usually get some insider information from somebody who works there. Just like, Hey, you know, is that like really confidential and safe? Like, would you use that for your stuff? Cause they probably know a lot better than anyone else where that stuff goes. Um, what was <laughs> Tara? That's a really good question. What would you take if you were in the witness protection program? That's a great question. So what would you take if you had to pack up quickly? What would you take if you had, if you were in the witness protection program? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to write that one down. Melissa says schools aren't opening here in South Florida. Yeah. So that's, I mean, and then you wonder how long is this going to be? You know, will my kids even be like taking school lunches when it's over? I don't know. Um, okay. So that's the end of the comments. Uh, you guys, I have an announcement to make ne lunch with Jess or I'm sorry. It's all clutter. <laughs> this podcast is moving to Mondays. We're taking next week is going to be a vacation week. So there's no podcast next week. And then when we come back from vacation, uh, when, when the podcast comes back from vacation, it's going to be on Monday morning. So I will send out an email with all of that information. Um, I have to change my schedule because schedules are changing, right? This is how life goes. It's very fluid. Um, so uh, podcast is going to be on Monday. If you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and give me a like, a comment, and subscribe to my channel because that would be super helpful for me. And I would really, really appreciate it. Let me know if this content is good content, if you love it. When the podcast comes back from vacation and is on Monday, the topic is going to be, um, well, I have to remember. I had it. I knew what it was and then I totally just forgot. Uh, it's going to be about choices, making choices and how having too many choices is paralyzing. So it's going to be like paral how, how having too many choices is paralyzing. I have to make a shorter, make that shorter, but that's what it's going to be when we come back from vacation. And I can't wait to see you guys then. I hope everyone is doing well and I will see you soon. Bye.